With us today is Senator uh, Bill Haggerty from the great state of Tennessee. He stopped by uh, our New York studios today. And uh, Senator, welcome to New York. Thank you, John. It's great to be here with you today. Uh, Senator, uh, when you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, and worry about our country, what do you worry about the most? You know, I think I'm most deeply concerned about uh, the challenge that we face from China right now. It's a situation I've been watching for years. As you know, I served as the United States ambassador to Japan from 2017 through the Trump administration. And I had a front row seat for China's aggression, their predatory behavior. But even before that, John, as a business person, I'd seen it. I'd experienced it. I've had my intellectual property stolen by Chinese companies. The, the Chinese Communist Party could not be more aggressive, more predatory. They take our intellectual property. They force technology transfer. They use industrial espionage. They've been at war with the United States from an economic standpoint for decades. From a military standpoint, they're dramatically increasing their military presence. The pressure that they're putting on the South China Sea is enormous. They built these artificial islands. You may recall uh, Xi Jinping coming to the White House back in 2015 telling Obama that he had absolutely no intention to militarize those islands. And then he turns right around uh, in 2016, totally militarizing the islands. When I got to Japan in 2017, again, the United States has more military stations in Japan than any place else in the world. It's a tough neighborhood out there. But we pushed back and we pushed back hard. North Korea, China saw that. We saw a tremendous change, a tremendous shift in the uh, way that we dealt with the Chinese, the way that we dealt with North Koreans. And what they began to understand, John, is that we were speaking from a position of strength again. No more leading from behind. And relations changed dramatically. Our phase one trade deal that we did with China, a dramatic shift in the currents there. But what we've seen with the Biden administration stepping into office is backpedaling on every front. And China's become emboldened in the process. Now, Senator, you, you were very close to the whole situation. You were in Japan. Uh, you saw what China was doing. Uh, it, 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 we are being attacked in so many fronts with China, not attacked by the Chinese people. Uh, the Communist Party probably has 100 million uh, loyal to the Communist Party. Uh, our borders are under attack. Uh, the fentanyl coming through our borders are under attack. Uh, the universities are being paid a lot of money with, uh, uh, through the Chinese to take their students. Uh, so far, it's been an economic war with Japan, with, with uh, China. It's been an economic war. It's been a uh, – uh, you, you tell me. I mean, it's, it, it, I think it's gotten worse, though, under the Biden administration. Who would have dreamed? that China would have violated our sovereignty in the way that they did with this spy balloon that floated over our country for, what, eight days, John? They came over my home state of Tennessee, hovering over important strategic military installations, Oak Ridge Na National Lab in Tennessee. They cut a deal with Cuba to put a spy station there. If you look at what's happening in Latin America, right, at our, right in our backyard here, China has become the number one trading partner for most every country in Latin America. Their Belt and Road Initiative is on full display down there. And when I was just down in Latin America, uh, the, the countries there, I met with the presidents of Chile, met with the president of Uruguay, met with the president of Colombia. They all want to do business with America. But our talking points at this administration have to do with climate change and humanitarian issues, whereas these countries are trying to put food on the table. They're trying to navigate their way out of the pandemic. Their economy's in the tank. they got high crime. They want to be talking economics and infrastructure. China's there talking that, and we're talking something way beyond it. Saudi Arabia, for some reason, hates the White House. They don't trust the White House. They have aligned themselves with China. And right now, 
uh, we're, Russia is an enemy, for, the White House says, but we're buying their oil. Uh, Russia is selling oil at a 30% discount to uh, Pakistan. Pakistan is selling it to us at retail, and they're making 30% in between. I mean, it, it's a joke, but you can't make it up. Well, I, I think Russia and China and Pakistan in that case are all playing us for a sucker. And this administration, the Biden administration, has basically put itself in a position of weakness and put our nation in a position of weakness as a consequence of it. And what you just described is yet another example. And I would have never dreamed that we would see a situation where China would be brokering a deal between the Saudis and the Iranians. But that's what we've seen now. That's an unnatural uh, that's an unnatural alliance, but China is stepping into a void that we are creating, and we need to be dealing with Israel, our greatest ally in the region. We need to be dealing with Saudi, a strategic ally. Instead, this administration would rather attack the Saudis. They would rather poison the the, the, the relationship there, and they want to do a deal with Iran, which is just shocking. We got a minute left, Senator. What else do you want to tell the American people? Uh, banking situation. If they keep raising the interest rates, they're going to break everybody. I was I was a CEO of a bank in 1990. If you if you gave me gold bars to lend you money on, I couldn't lend you money on it. And we're going to get back to that situation. It's uh, it, it's very very difficult. What's happened is you've got a Federal Reserve that's trying to walk a tightrope right now. The Biden administration has created unprecedented inflation. You think about what they did waging war on U.S. energy. They drove energy prices up from the day they came into office. A 40% increase in the price of energy is going to be inherently inflationary across the economy. That's what destroyed the whole economy. Indeed. When, they, when the price of oil doubled, that's caused the inflation. But instead of bringing down the price of oil, now it's down to 68. I, I've worked very closely with mm-hmm. Senator Sullivan in, the, in Alaska. It's down to 68, and inflation is coming down. But it seems like Cha- Chairman Powell doesn't know that, and— uh, if he doesn't lower interest rates, our economy is going to go in a tank. Well, I'm going to be seeing Chairman Powell this week. He'll be in front of me on Thursday. And as I said, he's walking a tightrope right now. They decided to pause at this last meeting, but they gave a signal that they will probably raise rates again, perhaps twice. That's what the market is pricing in right now, and I think it's very dangerous. That is stupid uh, because if they raise rates, the banks are going to, they're going to stop lending completely. John, there's a tremendous amount of stress in the banking system. We saw what happened with Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank right here in New York. Um, if you think about the fact is the, the, the fact that they've raised rates so dramatically, this is the steepest yield curve increase that we've seen in four decades. And it's put, a, it's put a bunch of stress on the banking system, and it's exactly what you're saying. Banks are cutting back on their lending right now. Yes. And reduction of bank lending is going to have it's a negative hurt, hurt dampening home. effect on the economy. It's gonna, well, Senator Bill Haggerty, I want to thank you for stopping by WABC, and thank Great you so you. much. And God bless you, and God bless America, and we'll catch up again real soon. Amen, John. Thank you. Amen. All the best.